I think this morning is uh, was an interesting, we're starting in Acts chapter 3, and uh, it's the first, uh, first miracle that we see, I think, of uh, the, the apostles. Um, and it's fun to see, because God, God does these things for different reasons than we do. Um, he's working on our eternal perspective, and uh, miracles happen in this world, and they change people's circumstances, but they don't necessarily change their eternal destiny. It's their response to the miracles that makes a difference. So how we respond to these things is what God is looking for, not the fact that we have miracles happening. I think people tend to look at miracles as, as the solution, and they're not the solution. They just point toward the solution. So I want to, uh, want to head into Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10, getting over the, the great uh, Independence Day weekend. Happy Wednesday after the 26th. Uh, good to have you guys here. Let's open in prayer. Father, I thank you uh, for these men, for the opportunity to be here. Thank you for the rain that you gave us last night. I pray that you would grant us wisdom as we look at uh, refining uh, some of the things on the road, uh, making it work well for the people here, and uh, making it work well to uh, get equipment in and uh, get children in here later as the hospital gets up and running. We want that road to be uh, well done. So give us wisdom to do that well. And uh, Lord, guide us as we work on uh, the things uh, that we are going to be doing here at the construction site. Most of all, right now, Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts and minds to your word. Guide us by your spirit to see the truths that you would have us apply in our lives. Change us through your word and through your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Let's, uh, let's read that. The lame beggar healed. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man, lame from birth, was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with him, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. You look at this guy, tough, tough circumstances he was under. Look at, uh, well, let's go back. Verse 1, Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Now, Peter and John were going up to the temple 
at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. So just, uh, we got a little bit of background on the Jewish time frames, but the ninth hour was nine hours after 6 a.m., which was the zero hour. So that was 1,500 in military time. That's what I use, but that's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And the Jews had three times that they pray daily. They, they pray at 9 a.m., they pray at noon, and then they pray at 3. These are the three times that actually that if you know the story of Daniel in the Old Testament, the people that were trying to get him thrown into the lion's den went and caught him because he would pray at those three times of the day. This is something that the Jews have done for a long time. So Peter and John were going to worship at the temple. And the temple was, was the place that was dedicated to God, but the people that were managing and running the temple, they weren't really honoring God, were they? Because they, they, they held God up as their God, but yet they weren't honoring and worshiping him. When Christ came as the Son of God, they killed him. So these guys weren't really the guys that had their eyes on Christ or God honoring him. Yet Peter and John went to this temple. So they weren't allowing the circumstances of this world to drive what they were doing. They were going there to honor God, regardless of the people that were there that were dishonoring God. They went there because this place was a place where God is honored, and we are going to go there, and we are going to honor God. And so they, they went there to honor God. Uh, they were not about earthly organizations and structures. They were about honoring God and doing what they had been called to do, which was to make disciples. And that was a good place to start because people that are, were at the temple were people that were at least outwardly stating, I'm in search of God. And that's a good place to start. When they got rejected at that temple, they did uh, move to house churches at that point, but they used their worldly circumstances to the best of their ability to accomplish their task that was eternal. So the things in this world are, are circumstances that we don't control, but God does, but we in those circumstances can use them for eternal purposes. The man lame from birth, was being carried. He was, he, this was not an injury. You know, they, I was telling you guys, I played volleyball. I twisted my ankle. And so, like, uh, I have to kind of take it easy and work through that. And it will get better. It will heal. So I have, a, I have an injured foot, right? But it's not a permanent thing. It's, it's going to get better. And, and so, actually, even uh, right after I did it, I just worked on it, and, and I was able to continue playing. Injuries are different than something that you get late, uh, from birth. From birth, there's, there's a structural issue. It's, it's not something that's going to get better. And so this man was, was stuck in his circumstances. And so he was given the opportunity through Jewish custom to ask alms. Alms were for those who are not able to provide for themselves. And guys, I'm glad to say... You guys are here because you are able. You are able to work and you are able to provide. And that's God's intent. God created us to create and cultivate, to do things, to do things with the skills that he gives us. 
and that's that is fulfilling it's it's fun to work i mean you know sometimes you'd really like to have a day off but think about it here's this guy he's he's injured and so he's laying around every day he's not doing anything is that what you guys want to be doing you want to be laying around doing nothing all day no i know a lot of people that think that that's their ideal I want to retire. I want to sit on the beach in a lawn chair and have a, a, a drink here and just call for the lady to fill my drink, fan me, keep me cool. I just want to be served all day, right? This is what this is what people aim for. This is their, here he has it. He just lays around all day, right? And people bring him money. Eh, hey, bring me money, alms, alms for the poor. He's, he's, got, he's got it made. But that's not really what we want. Really, God created you to do with purpose, right? And so when we get done and we look at this thing, we say, you know what? We have been working hard and this is what God has allowed us to do. And it's an awesome thing to have accomplished things. That's what we're created to do. We are not created to sit back and relax. And so when I get to the point in my business where, you know, everyone around me that I know, I'm my best friend in high school has retired. And so that's, that's what the, the goal is. I, you know, be retired. Well, this is my retirement, guys. I'm here retired. I don't want to stop. I want to keep doing whatever God gives me the ability to do for the rest of my life because I only have a little while here on earth. I might as well be accomplishing. I'm not going to rest. I'm not going to go find a lawn chair and sit on a beach. I'm going to be in Africa with you guys doing something. We're going to accomplish something. We're going to glorify and honor God with what we do. So there are, there are purposes, and God does not want us just looking for the best way to get alms. I just want to rest and have people give me stuff. And I don't want you guys to be in that position. You know, there's a lot of people that would just pour money into Liberia, have Bill Gates come out here, hand out money every day. And if he just handed you money and you just went home and just took money from Bill Gates, you know what? It would be fun for a while. You were created. God created you to accomplish. Don't accept that, that it's really just about getting money so that you can relax. God created you to do. Do what he's created you to do and you will be fulfilled. Life will be far better than if you just find someplace where somebody's handing you money. Don't go for that. Don't accept that lie. So our, our guy here is, uh, is working through getting his lameness resolved, right? One of the questions I find useful whenever I read God's word is what is the eternal principle that we're dealing with here? What is impacting eternity here? Think of that man's life. He's got it made in some regards because everybody's taking care of him, handing him money. He doesn't do a thing. Is that our objective? No, that's not our objective. The, that, that, that can be the life goal of objective of people who only see this world. In this world, live, drink, be merry, for tomorrow we die. I mean, that was, that was Paul's, Paul's statement. He says, if we do not have Christ, if we do not have eternity, you might as well enjoy this life and do nothing that you don't have to do because this is all there is. But we have something beyond this life. And so we have to live with a different purpose. 
But it's interesting. This man, you know, it was he, his reason for um, being relaxed was because he had to be. You know, if you did not have legs and you had to, that would not be fun. That would not be the freedom that you're looking for, right? Mm -hmm. So he had no freedom. He was forced to ask for alms. And Peter transitioned and transformed him in one statement. Stand up and walk. And he reached up and grabbed him. Did this man's eternity change when he could walk? It didn't change when he could walk. It changed when he acknowledged who it was that did that for him. Do you see the difference? See, he was, he was lame one moment and he could walk the next. Totally transformed his earthly circumstances. Yet his eternal destiny was not changed until he acknowledged what it was that did that transformation in this world. You think about, there are other people that uh, we, we run across in the, um, in, the old, or in the New Testament, and one that I think of is Herod. Herod was, uh, um, I'm going to see if I brought this out. I did not, I did not bring this. Uh, but Herod uh, was the, the king back then, and he was uh, one of these despots. He, he was a pretty uh, vicious guy, and he was all about himself. And so he went out to talk to this group out on the coast of the Mediterranean, and they knew that he was a despot, that he was mean, that he was mean-spirited. And so they were praising him. They're saying, oh, you're such a great guy. They wanted to have trade with him because he was uh, rest restricting their economics by not allowing them to trade with the people inland. And so... They, uh, they wanted him to like them. So, they, oh, Herod. And when he spoke, they said, the voice of a God, not a man. The voice of a God, not a man. And they were praising him way beyond what he deserved, right? And God saw that. And when Herod accepted that praise, God said, that's it. End of story. We're going we're gonna to give you the consequence of your choices. He did not give glory to God, so God ended his life. This man gave glory to God and God gave him eternal life. That's the consequence. That's the, the reality of the story. The transition wasn't because he went from not being able to walk to being able to walk. That didn't impact his eternity. What impacted his eternity was him acknowledging that it was God who did it. He didn't say thank you to Peter. He praised God. He didn't praise Peter and John. He praised God. That's where we need to be. That's what we need to get to. And that's where I want to live my life. I'm constantly fighting that battle, guys. I think, oh, wow, I, I had this great idea. I solved this problem. And I think it's me. And I, I got to remember, God is the one that gives me the capability. And it's God who I got to give glory and honor to. We have opportunity to do some some fun things. I've heard a lot of uh, compliments and, and people are really happy with the road work. Mm -hmm. Guys, that is awesome. Thank you for doing that. Uh, the community, for the most part, is pretty happy about that. Um, so I, I appreciate that. But we want to give glory and honor to God. We do this to honor and glorify God, not ourselves. And so remember that as we work today.
We are here to glorify and honor God. And everything that you do, if you can do it to glorify and honor God, you are stepping closer to eternity through that. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for these men, for the work that they're doing, for the abilities you've given them. Bless them. Give them a joy in their work today and draw them closer to you through it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Amen.